Welcome to River Roundtable with Pastor Lou Wooten, Pastor Andrew Perkins, and special guest, retired Lieutenant Colonel Dole Pulowski, where we dive into the currents of the modern world and equip people with the truth that sets us free. Good afternoon. I am retired Lieutenant Colonel Joel Pulowski. I am not Pastor Lou Wooten or Pastor Andrew. Both of them are uh, busy on other endeavors today. With me, however, I have Elder Val from the River Church. Greetings. And Jen from Beloved Cheesecakes. Hello. Thank you. And welcome. We're, uh, we're excited to be here today. We're going to have a lot of uh, interesting things to talk about. We're going to talk about some good stuff, some bad stuff, and some stuff. And some stuff, yes. <laughs> As we always do, we, uh, we leave the rails behind, and we, uh, we delve into uh, the subjects that we find most important. Behind, uh, behind the curtain, we have, uh, we have Corey from the gold-plated uh, production crew. Corey has, Corey has assistance today, so uh, they won't be on camera, but that's all right. They're still there. I can still talk. Corey can still talk. This is true. Thanks, nice. Corey. Appreciate it. All right. So he has control of the mics. So we're going to talk a little bit and uh, let's introduce ourselves. So uh, Val. Yeah, I'm Val Cooper. <laughs> so we have Val Cooper. Val, what do you do? Um, I am an elder at the River Church and uh, to make money, I am a construction contractor. Ah, excellent. And Jen? Well, well, wait a second, Val. Are you going to say what you do at the River Church? I mean, you, I, hold, you host something every Wednesday night that's really profound. Yeah, I, I this am is true. the host of the Constitution class where we view the uh, Chris Ann Hall um, Constitution Education series of videos, yes. which is an uh, excellent time. Been doing that a couple of years now. Yeah. See? He does do stuff. Oh, yeah. Val's an amazing teacher <laughs> yes. in and of himself. You could just teach the curriculum. Not as well as she can, though. Yeah. yeah. But well, pretty she's, close. She's pretty good. She's pretty good. Thanks, Val. Uh, and Jen Jacobson. Yes. Uh, am I introducing myself? <laughs> yes, you are. You already introduced me. Uh, let's see. I'm Jen, and I own Beloved Cheesecakes in Silverton. And Why are you sitting here? Uh, let's see. Well, I'm not at the Canby Farmer's Market today. We're at the Canby Farmer's Market usually on Saturdays. Um, and then we also started, we're at the Wilsonville Farmer's Market every other Thursday. And then the Malala Farmer's Market every other Thursday on the alternating Thursdays. And I'm sitting here because I wanted some Joel time to hang out and the River <laughs> well, Roundtable time. She's, she's sitting here because she's a political activist oh, now. Oh, that too. <laughs> yes, yes. See, Jen, you've been outed by Val. <laughs> So yes, we yes, that uh, too. we we do talk about politics and religion on this show. Yes, yes. So which is very interesting for many people because a lot of times it, we're we've been told that those two subjects cannot. Oh, be Oh, I heard it this week that they don't go together. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well. And I have bad news. Uh, they do go they together. They absolutely go together. Yes. Especially so, when you're talking about a country that is rooted in freedom. Yes. You can't have liberty without having a moral conscience. Yep. That means that you need to be able to govern yourself That's in correct. order to actually be free. Yes. yes. A, a people who cannot govern themselves um, cannot be self-governing. Yes. 
yeah, that's the definition of self-governing. And, and then as a result of not being self-governed, what happens? Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Or tyranny. Yeah, tyranny. I was going to say control Because power. you have to yeah, control one or the other. Yes. every single person's every single action yes. to keep them governed. Since they can't do it themselves, somebody has to do it. Yep. And that's, yep. Uh, that's, uh, that's not what we want. No. That's, that's not going to be the best scenario. That's not what our framers no. had in mind when they implemented our form of government. No. <laughs> the constitutional republic. That we have. Yes. Yes. That it, and it, that is a republic, by the way. We are not a democracy, just for those of you who yes. have heard that from the news media over and over again. We are a constitutional republic by design. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Democracy is uh, two wolves and a lamb voting on what to have for dinner. Yes. A constitutional Indeed, is. republic is the well-armed lamb re- protesting the vote. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. we, we have learned, though, in the last uh, two years that um, our government no longer allows us to protest the vote or to protest much of anything, actually, um, as far as anything related to government policy. Mm-hmm. We've seen that example with school boards. We've seen that example with uh, state races. We've seen that example with um, Washington, D.C., losing the right to assemble yep. peaceably. Yep. Um, and we've experienced it in our rallies. We've we've received a lot of pressure for doing political rallies. Yes. Yeah. As a church, uh, reawaken was uh, was uh, was a great event back in Amazing. back in April. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot of pressure out of town put before, on. So. There was a lot of pressure put on uh, the city of Kaiser to uh, to cancel stop it. the event mm-hmm. and cancel it. Um, mm-hmm. And bless them for not doing that. Our they stood up to it. Culture. Yes, yes, and I uh, that morning was receiving so much hate. Uh, boycott beloved cheesecakes. She's an insurrectionist, white supremacist, and all because I was at the reawaken tour as yeah. a vendor. Yeah, I was there too. Yep. Yeah, and I wasn't there as a vendor. Yep. I was there as a political activist. Yes, I was there for both <laughs> vendor and political activist. <laughs> and a media person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was. Uh, so, uh, for me, that was an amazing, uh, day. I mean, I got to meet Eric Trump. Yeah, so did I. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Um, so we enjoyed ourselves then. I got to serve Dr. Judy cheesecake on stage. Dr. Judy. Mm -hmm. So, so who is Dr. Judy? Uh, I'm probably going to butcher her last name. Dr. Judy Mikovitz, I think. Something like that. And yeah, she's the one who did the pandemic. Um, documentary back in 2020 and she worked with Dr. Fauci way back in the day on the HIV um, right? Am I saying it all right? And she wrote the book uh, Plague of Corruption I think Mm -hmm. that just recently came out so yeah I haven't had a chance to read that yeah, I have it. I haven't had a chance to read it either. <laughs> and speaking of events, uh, we just yes. had an event on Wednesday in, yes. in lieu of our regular Constitution class with Dr. Uh, Douglas Frank. Yeah. Yes. And what an interesting uh, guy he is. He has a lot of really good information to share regarding um, our elections. Yeah. It, what was, to, I'm sorry, Joel. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, what was the biggest takeaway? Because I wasn't able to get there. Yeah, the biggest takeaway was um, that you could predict voter turnout. Um, oh, I did listen. Basically, exactly to the to the person, almost precinct by precinct. Precinct by precinct. Wow. Based on the census data, 
and then running it through uh, a polynomial transform, which is just a formula. In other words, an equation. Okay. <laughs> an equation. Okay, because I, I yeah. started listening. Um, for those of you that weren't able to make it like myself, mm-hmm. they have it on YouTube, right? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. It's and on so YouTube. I started watching it, and then he was saying how he could predict it, but I haven't finished watching it. So, so you go to the YouTube channel, uh, The River Northwest, NW. Okay. The River and NW, okay. and you will find uh, Dr. Frank's speech. It's uh, over two hours long. Yes, yep. So it's quite quite informative. It's actually pretty funny, too. Yeah. I think my favorite part about the whole speech was where he talked about uh, Jesus converting the uh, water, to fish, wine. water to wine. Yeah. And that was the equivalent in terms of energy transfer of four Hiroshima bombs. Yeah. Nuclear um, so, transformation. Yeah, nuclear uh, transformation takes up a lot of energy. Releases a lot of energy, yeah. And releases yeah. a lot. Should. We, Should release. Yes. Uh, Corey's giving me the high sign because I forgot to say something. Everyone, we're on KSLM. <laughs> yes, 104.3 this is, this is, FM. This is the River Roundtable. At 1220 AM. At 1220 AM and 104.3 FM. We're going to work on that. Yes. Trust me. We're still working woo, woo, on it, and we love KSLM. We do. They, they are. People. This is, this is probably the best thing that's that's happened. Uh, well, for me, in terms of having a, a kind of a platform to to ramble, my wife appreciates it very much. <laughs> I'm sure she does. <laughs> um, okay, and back to Doctor Frank, though. Um, but back to Doctor Frank. He, yes. On the following day, on Thursday, mm-hmm. um, they had him. They were hosting him at the VFW Hall. And they had a 10 o'clock meeting, which I went to, and it was a much smaller meeting. So we got to have a lot more um, interaction, a lot more questions. Yes. And he is such an informative guy. He's way more interested in talking to people directly about the questions they have than he is about just making his own presentation. Oh, yes, that was true. He spent a great deal of that time just answering questions and as a matter of fact he he was scheduled back to back with presentations and only a few new people showed up for the three o'clock presentation so he spent almost the entire time from 10 o'clock to or 11 o'clock to three um excuse me that was one o'clock to three um (laughs) yes Uh, answering questions and then started his presentation at the end of that and just carried his presentation on through into that uh, three o'clock hour. But um, as far as takeaways go, one of the things that impressed me the most was not just this ability to protect, uh, project precinct by precinct what voter turnout was going to be, Mm -hmm. but um, the whole concept of um, having a slush fund of voters' names um, and this is a really interesting concept because the, the way that they are doing the manipulation has nothing to do with cheating on counting the ballots. It's all about bringing in um, real names of registered voters who did not vote. Yes. And, and then assigning And then assigning, a vote I, I heard them. that, yes. yes. Um, and so, that's, that's how these machines are able to do the the transformation on an on the fly basis yeah so if you if you back up a little bit we've we've seen the uh the movie 2000 mules i have not but i have okay. not either yeah um 
Well, that makes all three of us. <laughs> oh, okay. But I've seen excerpts of it, and we understand the, the premise of it, which yes. is that people would travel, would go gather some ballots from somewhere, sometimes an NGO um, or other charity, and then take them to a ballot box and put them in, in, right. in mass. Uh, and we've, oh, we've also, and I've seen the movie, uh, Rigged. Yes, I have which, seen that. Uh, which was David Boyce's movie about, uh, the Zuckerberg funding for the 2020 election. I can't remember the name of that organization, but, um, he did mention that as one of the ones that actually has control over the machines as far yes. as the software. Yeah. So when you, um, so when you look at it in terms of funding that came from Zuckerberg, the manpower came uh, to, to provide those ballots into the system uh, came uh, from the, the, the mules, if you will. And then the overall management, real-time management of the system came uh, from, the, from the way the software is manipulated and including uh, being online, which our own uh, attorney general here in Oregon admitted yes. in court documents that the election machines are susceptible to wireless hacking. So they And they can't be susceptible if they are not wireless. Yes. yes. So they have to have an internal wireless modem built into the machine in order for that to happen. And tell, just telling somebody it's not in there is completely different than it actually being there. And yeah, it's, it's just like your phone. You, you yes. say, well, it couldn't be in there. Well, why not? Our phones yeah. are wireless. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, they are. So that, that then gives them the real-time management to be able to look at what is the current vote count and how many votes do they need and what, and what is the extra, okay? And the extra turns out to be about 10%, roughly, according to Dr. Frank. So when you look at the 2020 election, you see that all of those things in place leads to a, uh, a, a stopping of the machines because there was a denial of service attack by white hat hackers, according to Dr. Frank, that was keeping the, uh, the people who developed the API, the application programmer interface, uh, that was from the Hillary Clinton campaign. <sighs> this is way too much stuff to put into one sentence. So they were able to then uh, shut down the denial of service attack by turning the machines off and turning them back on. It, it's which is amazing why the how many reboots shut down in the middle of the night. Yes, um, which is why, in, especially in those in those six critical yeah, states, contested states, everything shut down, and then when it restarted, the numbers jumped dramatically and straight up. Now, something that you didn't mention there is the reason that they had to shut it down wasn't just the denial of service. It was the fact that they didn't have enough of a credit amount, if you will, of voters. Yes. Because the Trump vote so far outstripped their anticipation um, that they had not um, programmed in enough extra votes. Oh, yes. To override that. So yes. they had to bring in more of these what we call phantom voters. Oh, yeah. There, there had to be. Uh, so in the official numbers, Trump received uh, 63 million votes or so in 2016 and uh, uh, 74 and change million votes in 2020. That's the that's the official numbers. Mm -hmm. OK. Um, 
That's the biggest jump ever. And it doesn't matter in terms of raw numbers or in percentage. It's the biggest jump for a sitting president ever between initial election and Mm re-election. And they had to overcome that. So in order to overcome that, you had to take Hillary Clinton's 65 million or so that she had and raise that to 81 million that uh, Joe Biden claims to have gotten. Yeah. And I can just say as a statistics guy, that is uh, several orders of magnitude outside of the range of what you would expect in terms of growth. Both of them were. The interesting thing is that um, there were many states in the 2020 election that ended up with 106, 108, 112, 118% Mm -hmm. um, of the available voters. So 118% of votes over the available voters. So we had anywhere from 8 to 18% beyond the number of voters that were actually registered in that state. Yeah, Yeah. specifically, like uh, Pennsylvania ended up uh, at the end of the day with 40,000 more votes than voters. Yes. Um, and this, now Oregon is um, set up with this new rule that they had to um, re-implement all of the um, purged voters from the system. Now Oregon's set up with this big um, pool of available voters to use in that exact same way. So the only... the real solution to this is that we demand uh, paper ballots and demand for our um, county clerks not to use those machines to vote. Yeah, there's a uh, the only way we're going to change this, because the the law you're talking about is that the secretary of state and the county clerks are no longer required to remove inactive voters. And inactive voters are the pool that are drawn from in order to create names and then match those to a ballot that gets stuffed into a box. And that's why this whole motor voter thing is such a bad deal is because you end up with all of these people who never intend to ever vote and yet they are automatically registered to vote as soon as they get a driver's license. Right. Well, my question is with all of this is we can focus on um, what has happened and everything that is wrong, but how do we fix this? How, how, when you say Val, by demanding, but you know, during the mandates, there were businesses that demand not being fined, you know, like, um, courthouse fitness and they're still fined, but our demands do nothing. There's no legal um, recourse for the government. If they go to court, they cannot force them to pay those fines. Yeah. But then we talk about what happened to on, uh, Along Comes Trudy down in Springfield where they had their uh, liquor license pulled. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's those three issues. Three days ago from actions in 2020. Yeah. Okay. So, so I just it don't wasn't, know what demanding will do. Yeah. That's all. I'm just, I want to know what can we do? How will we make a difference? Because we can demand all we want. We can demand that they keep the First Amendment of the Constitution and... Look at the churches that shut down. So the the entire noncompliance that that you did, okay, and that um, many of us have done, it, 
the river church and other places uh, is is basically the first the first step. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the next step is of course to do things like protest, and that would be peacefully protest because mm-hmm. we have to say that now. Yes. All right. Well, we peacefully protest. We peacefully protest at the OHA when they were deciding to yes. make the mask mandate a law, yeah. and they had. There, how many thousands of people were against it and they still implemented they had, it? If I remember right, they, they had something like 36,000 yes. comments that were overwhelmingly against it. Right. And, and they, they did still it did anyway. it. I know. Yes. yes. Well, because our our elected politicians are acting like they don't have to get elected. I know. That's right. because they don't have to get elected. Yes. Um, and the issue here is, and Dr. Frank made this really clear too, it's just like in the primaries, he said the same stuff happens in the primaries because um, it's the same kind of um, issue in the the primary votes that they can they can get by without having to really appeal to the voters Mm -hmm. because no matter how few people turn out at the polls um, they can still manipulate this to the place that they want the outcome to be Mm This is true if the voter turnout is low. If so the, the so the, very sol- high, the real difficult. solution is for all of those people who are actually on the rolls and registered to vote, mm. to vote. Because if people actually vote, then there's no slush fund to work with. Well, and one of the things that Dr. Frank pointed out mm-hmm. on Thursday morning when, or Thursday afternoon when he had the meeting was that um, they have taken this information, th- these proofs, to the county clerks and shown them in their county by their own numbers um, that their, their machines have been tampered with. But they, he said the county clerks don't want to hear it, though. They won't. Some of them. Yeah. They, he, he said they've had a lot of receptive county clerks. And then you get the county clerk on your side. Yeah. And then you really have some steam. And so county by county, um, there, are, there are things you can do when they're resistant as well. File a lawsuit. Right. Um, yeah, there are lawsuits to file. And uh, so... There's a lot, there's, we're not the experts here on, on, on how to do the legal stuff. Right. So, uh, we'll, we'll leave that to, to legal experts. <laughs> you can go experts. on the, the website for Dr. Frank on Rumble, and you can watch some of these videos if you're interested in hearing more about this. Yes. Um, he goes into a lot of detail, and he's got a number of videos there um, that talk about that. He's also got a telegram um, Yes, the data with uh, Dr. Frank yeah. on Telegram. I know. So, I just get frustrated. I just want it is frustrating too. I mean, we can continue to complain and and see what's gone. We know that there's been fraud, but how do we fix? I mean, until we have all new politicians or a new president, you know, I, I just don't see how this is well, going to get this fixed. This is this is the point of this is the point of leadership. Okay, so there's a lot of people who think leadership is, I, I've got my people in place, so now I can do something. No, leadership is doing it, anyway, yes. is doing it when you don't have people in place. Right. Yes. Is doing it when the odds are against yeah. you. Okay, it is not about 
uh, oh, well, I want to do something, but I don't really want to have to work hard at it. All right. So I'm spending a Saturday afternoon talking with you guys. You guys are here on this Saturday. Mm -hmm. We could be doing other stuff. Yeah. Okay. That would be personally benefiting to us. Right. All right. But instead we're here doing this. This is no one here is getting paid for this. I, what? <laughs> yes. Wait, I, I thought that was part of the yeah. deal. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Did I, did I, KSLM does not have the money to pay us. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought it was River Church. <laughs> okay. At oh, River yeah. Church, River Church does not pay us. Wait a second. All right. Darn. It's so the we Lord. Are, the Lord pays us. Yes. yes. We are, we are blessed by the Lord yes, and we, we continue to be, uh, you know, his, his servants in this in this realm and to shed truth yeah you know i mean that's what it is truth well, sets us free and, yeah and we yes. have to we have to realize that um the truth always comes out yeah, if it's spoken reveals, yeah. and, the, and the main thing is that we have to keep on speaking the truth and yes. keep on yeah. pressing yeah that's why i appreciate people like dr frank because he's not coming up with these imaginary things he's using actual government data and doing analysis on it and showing, I mean, when you look at those um, graphs, you can see that there's nothing random about them. Right. And voting should always have a large degree of randomness. You should not be able to predict outcomes the way that he's being able to predict them. And that was, that was the first thing that clued him in to the fact that there was a problem. Yeah. You know, when he had one county come in, or he, one county asked him to come in and analyze their data, and he did that, and when he saw that his calculations made him able to predict all of the counties in that state, he said, this is not right. right. This shouldn't happen. No. Yep. And that was the big kickoff for him. But I, I believe that um, there are a lot of things that we can do, and... Um, one of the things that he is encouraging us to do is to get the um, voting information from our clerks and go around door to door and canvas and find where these shadow voters are. And um, the way that that's done is when you knock on the door and ask the questions and you find out that there are two people living there and yet four people voted from that address right and when you get a a list of those and take them to your county clerk they have to act on them oh, actually they okay. don't well they do <laughs> or you can file against their bond um hmm. so that's that's one of the ways that you can actually press the government to do what they are supposed to do. And that would be also waking up mm -hmm. those neighbors if, you know, you show them, oh, it says that there was four people that voted from, you know, your address, then that wakens them up of hopefully to have that injustice of that's not right. Yeah, we have, yeah. Uh, we have a member of the, uh, the River Church who has done that, who has actually been the, uh, if you will, the victim He's knocked on doors, and when he uh, when he got the data, he discovered that there were multiple people at his home that were voting. And well, he he doesn't live with them. Wow. So they don't live with him either. Yeah. And wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, so this is this is we're not making this stuff up. Nope. Okay. Uh, when I uh, when I did door to door canvassing for the for political campaigns this this spring, 
mm-hmm. uh, just handing out flyers. Uh, I came across many people who were like, um, no, we've never voted before. And the people that I canvassed were... And yet you had a walking list, right? I had a walking list yeah. that was that was designed for people that were consistent voters in the primary. Yeah. All right? And they had a rating scale on it. And most of the people that were... And, and now I'm going off memory, but... Uh, most of the people that we came across that were like that had said they didn't vote before um, were rated very highly. And how would that happen? Because they'd always voted whether they wanted to or not. Whether they knew it or when, not. Wow. Whether they knew yeah. it or not. Yes. And this is in a primary too. Right. Because these were primary specific voters. And one of the interesting things about that particular aspect is that he showed how in, in this graph, um, how those names up to 45% of the registered voters get purged from the system after the election. Yeah, you put them in, use them and take them back out. Right. And that way when there's an audit, audit there's nothing there's there. there's nothing to find. And and yes, uh, one of the problems that you see too is when you see the audits happen and the audit is 100% correct to the uh, to the initial vote count or so close it doesn't matter. That is not how it should be. Yeah. There should be error. Okay, that's why we have recounts mm-hmm. when that are in close races, because historically speaking, when you had human beings doing all of the counting, somebody made a mistake. Yeah, and that's why right? Dr. Frank said recounts in this, the way yeah. the system is rigged are totally worthless. Yes. Um, they so They do no good. So we need to, uh, I think we've moved along this, this horse is, this horse is sufficiently dead. Uh, but and, you can uh, find out more about that. If so you want please go to, to who, go up. to him and, uh, find him on rumble and, uh, telegram and listen to the Wednesday night with him at yeah. the yeah. river church. So YouTube. we've had some other big news. Um, I mentioned it a little bit earlier. Uh, the restaurant along came Trudy in Springfield lost their liquor license due to uh, being open in 2020 when the COVID thing was going on. And this just happened recently? They were, yes. Oh, as I of, didn't hear uh, this. this week. Oh my gosh. Yes. The the state licensing board for, for liquor licenses pulled their license because they were, uh, they've been fined. I don't know if the fines have been paid, but then they looked at their liquor license and said, oh yeah, by the way, we're we're taking your liquor license now. It's time for them to do a PMA. Yes. Be a private member association. association. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, just like Elks or whatever. And yes. Yeah, because this is we. Can do. The solution is is just to get out. F- yes. From their from their issue. And you know I've I've complained about this, Joel. You've probably heard me talk about once it once or twice. And uh, when I started in business as a contractor, um, I simply had to register with the state in order to show that I was carrying the proper bonding and insurance. That yes. was the only reason I registered. Yep. And that went along for a number of years um, since I've been in business many years. Mm-hmm. We won't talk about how many, but no. uh, at, at any rate, at a, one period of time, they decided that that was not adequate, that just like doctors and lawyers and everybody else, I needed to be licensed. And the difference between being registered and being licensed is permission. Mm-hmm. Yes. So before yep. I was able to simply engage in business, 
now I had to have permission, but I was, I was grandfathered in because I was already functioning that way. Yes. But I still ended up with their little permissions slip, which is now called a contractor's license. Wow. And they make the excuse that, you know, you'll be a legitimate contractor if we license you. Yes. Okay. And I was before. But you were before and you will continue to be. And, and your reputation is the thing that actually determines whether or not you succeed. And, and lawsuits. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. if, if, if you misbehave, people have the ability to sue you. Yes. Yeah. You don't, you don't need the government. Not really. No. To, uh, to decide stuff. I, well, uh, when did all the licensing come about? Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, hairdressers didn't have to be licensed. They just went through school. It slowly yes. evolved, Crept, but it's, yeah. it's all this about the government having control. control. Yes. And it's not just, see, registration was control because people could go even with the internet, you could go to their website and see whether someone was registered. Right. And registration meant that you had to show that and maintain proof that you were bonded and insured. So they don't like that level because it's not truly control. It's simply assisting the public in determining who would best serve them. Okay. Yep. But they don't want that. What they actually want is the ability to do what Joel is describing. Right. Is and take that is things to shut away. you down yep. if you cross them in any way. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The, the goal here, the goal here is not to, uh, to make sure that you can feed your children. The goal here is to make sure that y- you behave. Yes. Yeah. And our, our founders were very much against that concept in government because they had experienced that. And they didn't want government to have the ability to tell you whether you could earn a living doing what you wanted or not. Correct. But here we are. Yep. And, and we call that the creeping socialism. <laughs> and, and if they don't do it on a state level, for example, Portland started um, requiring licensing long before the state required it. Oh, I didn't know that. So city by city, these local jurisdictions were the ones that actually started it. And it's just like unions. They pushed and pushed and pushed to get it spread throughout the state. And it all comes from that desire for control. So what can a long um, came Trudy, right? Yes. What can they do now? What's their recourse? They can do a PMA. Oh, that's okay. Which you mentioned. Yep, yep, yep. Private membership association. Um, They can uh, not sell liquor at a restaurant. They can go to kombucha. Yeah, <laughs> they can. Uh, yes, they can do they a can, PMA. They can do uh, a PMA. Someone yes. needs to tell them that. Yes, there is so many out. things like that. So I was on the uh, I was on the the Secretary of State's website a lot in the last few months, but I was on the business side of it, and uh, just registering um, makes you the paperwork requirement is now uh, just ridiculous in of itself uh you still have to file whether you make money or not you still have to file quarterlies you still have to keep up with all of that every every quarter whether you make money or not just by being registered on the right. on the website and so they're they're looking for your your matching paperwork and if you don't show up you're fined okay so yeah 
Well, this yeah. is this has you never know. been um, about the government keeping out of your business because you have employees, right, Jack? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we recently, in the last few years, have backed off from doing employees. Yeah, just I because did because during COVID, there mm-hmm. is so much. Um, government intervention in your business that's centered around having employees yes and it's really odious it's it's makes it very difficult for small businesses and and it's intentionally that way i believe i I believe they they have set it up that way so that if you're not large enough to have hr people um, to handle all of their stuff that they require then you end up working half again as long in the office as you ought to simply to keep up with all of the garbage yes that they it's want. so true you spent you spend your time uh not making money but yes. chasing paperwork for the state yes it's um, so true yeah, Since and we're that's, talking about not, businesses. Which, and we need to talk about no businesses. Yes, it doesn't yeah. help anyone. just so they can collect statistics. Yes. Like, I, I have to fill yeah. out this bully uh, form annually. Right. Um, whether I have done any work that falls under bully or not. Mm-hmm. And it, it's there's penalties associated if I don't um, exactly. send that back. Well, it's kind of like the census, really. Yeah. Uh, and it just, I don't it's do designed the census, to, uh, though. So I'm going to point this at the camera here. Probably shouldn't say that uh, on there. Oh, nope. I'm going to point it at this camera. Oh. So this is yes. uh, Salem Life Magazine, and this is uh, for showbiz. Since uh, we're talking about businesses. Since we're talking about businesses, we're going to talk about some good stuff on businesses. So yes. this is uh, next weekend, January. Uh, January. June. Oh boy. <laughs> June 4th. June 4th. June 4th. Um, from 10 to 7. From 10 to 7 p.m. Yep. And we, uh, Jen and I will both be there. Yes. Um, and, Val. and Val will be there for, for a different reason. Um, well, what but, reason? But he will be there with <laughs> Freedom Business Fellowship. Yeah. Freedom Business Fellowship. Okay. That which we're all is, a part of. Which we are all a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, which are businesses that are interested in uh, freedom yes. and not complying. That's right. Because we are not in the business of compliance. That's right. And so uh, we're in the business for liberty. That's exactly. Right. So Jen will be there uh, in booth 137 with Beloved yes. Cheesecake. Beloved uh, Cheesecakes. Beloved Cheesecakes. With Sorry. <laughs> we need. Yes. Plural. Thank you. Multiple. Plural. There, there Multiple cheesecakes. cheesecakes. So there's the chocolate and then there's some other ones. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> we have a Biscoff cookie one right now. Oh. Yeah. That that's our flavor good. of the month. It's so actually pretty good. Bisco- Biscoff? Yeah. The Biscoff cookie uh, that you get on the airplanes. You know? Oh, biscotti? Uh, no, 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 no. They're Bis- uh, like a buttery, right? A buttery cookie, Biscoff. Uh, I didn't know about them. It was my kids that were telling me about them. And uh, they're was, a shortbread there, cookie. Have you done a mint chocolate right over there. chip one yet? I did. Uh, that's in March with uh, St. Patrick's Day. We Ooh, do a mint nice. chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, we're going to have to come back to the March. Yes. <laughs> uh, soon. But we'll have samples yeah. at this showbiz uh, event. Yeah, and we'll have samples there of cheesecakes. Yes. Uh, myself, I will be there uh, with my one-man shop, Cascade Craftsman. Uh, I make tumblers, these things. Uh, solid, how many businesses or how many? Um, so looks like a lot. It's about 300. So we start at 100 and we go to 456. So 506, sorry. So yeah, just over 300. 
uh, businesses and uh, nonprofits at the Jackman Long Building there on the fairgrounds on June 4th. Yes, next Saturday. Next Saturday. 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. So we'll be there. Now we've done plugging ourselves here. So that'll be good. There's going to be a lot of other good stuff there, entertainment and and, uh, lots of food and food trucks and stuff like that. So You should tell them what those tumblers are made out of. So that... Oh yes. Okay. So the tumblers, the tumblers. This one is made out of cherry. Uh, I also make them out of black walnut, uh, oak, and maple. Um, and then they are, uh, if you will, fast dried so that they they call it's called checking, but uh, they split. And then uh, I put in colored epoxy and make give them a kind of a live edge look and feel. So. It's kind of fun. They're really fancy. They're super fancy. And Mm -hmm. they work really well. (laughs) Okay. So on the next subject, after uh, after talking about showbiz, thank you, Ben. Ben Punley is the uh, the guy who put this all together. And we really appreciate Ben. He's He's a good guy. He's a good guy. guy. And I would just like everybody out there. He too is part of Freedom Business uh, Fellowship. Yes, Yes. he is. I would like everybody to uh, pray for Ben. Because uh, Ben has trouble with his eyesight, and and he needs and he needs some prayers on that, okay. so that his eyesight can be uh, can be healed. Restored. Definitely, because he needs it. And so, do we have anything so, else yeah, we want to talk about? How about we about? talk about monkeypox? <laughs> now, the, no, I don't want to talk about money. Monkeypox. The reason I want to bring that up is pox. because we're we're seeing now people are being asked once again to mask up, right? Yes. Our school kids. It's coming. We're, asked, we're being forced to mask up. Um, and now we're coming out with this big scare about monkeypox because it's a really terrible disease. But let me read to you an article from, or a piece of an article from The Who. Um, it says, um, so far, the United States has confirmed in this epidemic or potential epidemic, at least two cases and a third suspected case is being investigated by officials in Florida. So um, the, the way this article starts out is that so far in Europe and what they've identified here in the United States, it's been spread um, among homosexual men. Right, sexually. Mm-hmm. And it's not a um, STD. So no. there it's being um, transmitted via lesions, uh, you know, friction where there shouldn't be friction. <laughs> Those are called <laughs> open sores. Open sores. And, uh, oh my well, gosh. you know, let, let's okay, be Jen. real here. Um, but we have no rails. They're working yep. up I see that. everybody's fears hear that. over yes. another pandemic. Do you remember how big the Ebola thing oh, was? Yes. And they made a movie on that one. And, it was so phony statistically, and yet um, they they billeted it as a um, huge problem, potential problem. And yeah, they're doing and the same thing. They're gearing up people to be constantly we, afraid of well, here's the solution. these epidemics. Turn off the TV. The TV... Yeah, people need to turn off the CB, television. CBS, yep. NBC, uh, CNN, just in Fox. general. Yeah. This show is responsible for me having to watch some of those things. I'm yeah, not very yeah, happy yeah. about that because you know I need to 
actually know some of the things that people are saying out there. And yeah, it's because I don't I don't even watch I don't watch Fox. I don't okay. No, um, I don't, we don't even have television. Yeah, I haven't. And I cancel Netflix. Uh, I don't have a television. I haven't watched cable or that kind of television since 2008. Yeah, long time yeah, for I've, us too. I've mm-hmm. got it just as apps yeah. on my uh, internet capable TV. But yeah. that's what's pushing it is that people are so they're locked in their homes. Those who are still afraid and they're watching TV and it's on all day long and it's just propaganda. It is. Oh yeah. So uh, was, we were talking at the beginning of the show, we're going camping this weekend. And so when I go camping, one of those things I get to experience is, uh, Freedom. <laughs> no, I was going to say commercials. Oh. <laughs> you get to experience commercials. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause when I'm at home, I basically have them all filtered out. Uh. And, uh, so when we're, when I'm experiencing commercials, last summer we were uh, we were camping in the Coos Bay area, and there were three commercials that were running over and over. And it literally was all of the commercials, with a couple of minor exceptions. And one was uh, two were federal uh, PSAs, if you will, on COVID, and the third one was a state PSA on COVID. Mm-hmm. And basic, and all three of them were like, "You're gonna die. Yeah, yep. you're gonna die." right now and it's going to be horrible and you better get your stuff so together. Get vaccinated. Yes. Don't get vaccinated yeah. or you're going to die right well, now. You Have noticed, you not vaccinated like 20 times yet? Yes. You noticed after the primary, all these cases are going up again, yeah. you know, uh, coincidentally. And Mackay's work, we won't say where, but he's a state worker. And yeah. just this week, lockdowns, quarantines, back yep. to back to masking back to masking. and this is yep. a state facility yeah. it's coming and oh, yeah. they're gonna i predict well, you know when they do it in the schools it's coming yeah and yeah. now state buildings they never took it off of public transportation it never left the yeah, buses the, the mask i saw them ma- max the, the other day and mm-hmm. i saw people not wearing them yeah it's always been required to wear a mask to be on a bus yeah but I saw a Max line yes. the other day in Portland, Portland. Yeah. and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of people weren't wearing masks. I was surprised. Yeah. Well, they're... They're not enforcing They're it not complying. Oh, they're not enforcing it. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. But it's coming back. I predict it'll be after Juneteenth and mm-hmm. uh, before July 4th. That's my prediction. That's your we'll prediction. Well, yeah, we need a bingo card on that yeah. right? <laughs> or, uh, or some sort of thing. When does the masking come back yeah. in Oregon? Um, uh, myself, I, I kind we can of, do a pool on office we can do an office, we can do a pool on that and work that yeah. thing out. We'll have to do that. Yeah. What, what is your prediction? Uh, I'm actually looking at, um, the fall time. Frame. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking August. Okay. You're thinking August. So you're he's thinking, thinking lo- August. You're I'm thinking, thinking right before like, the general. Nope. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. Uh, September actually. Okay. Specifically if we're picking months. We'll see. It's okay. going to be well before November. It yes. We know November, that. November, yeah. November would be too late. Um, so we need some, we need some transition time. Uh, but if you, if you interrupt all of the summer festivities, um, like was done last year at, at August, uh, just before the state fair. So I don't think the state fair will be affected this year. Okay. You could be right. right. You could be right. So that's, that's my, uh, that's my cutoff is any time after the state fair. I really hope people yeah. have had enough. So to our yeah. listeners and our watchers, uh, get geared up for uh, do not comply. That's because, right. Um, yes. This is ridiculous. I mean, we saw yes. Amen, that it's Val. not going to do any good. Yep. Yeah. And, and uh, if we all stand together 
and not comply, what can they do? And that's for businesses. I, yeah. I really pray that the businesses around the small businesses will stand up. Yes. Thank you, Jen. Yes. And uh, here on KSLM, which is a small business in, in the Salem area at uh, 1220 AM, 104.3 FM. Yes. We, uh, once again, in the business of not complying. Yes, that's uh, right. And you can't pull their liquor license. Nope. <laughs> and I, I let OLC... OLCC go um, with this whole thing. I mean, their their tr prices for their permits had doubled, and yeah. so I was like, "Oh, forget it." Why? Why would that be? Why would the prices <laughs> go up? That makes no sense. Yes. Well, That's, it's it's because everything is getting more expensive now, so they have to charge us yes. more. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, we yeah, are not even talk about the food shortages. <laughs> we're not going to talk about food shortages because we talked about that last oh, week, okay. where I predicted food riots in ninety days. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got a yeah. prediction too. So, so I got lots of predictions all the time. <laughs> we'll see. And now I'm talking about in the United States. So towards the end of the summer, okay, uh, we're gonna we're gonna start seeing some stuff that's gonna be pretty ugly. Uh, we expect that the uh, the entertaining crowd out am, there that is fiery but mostly peaceful. I am planning. Uh, a large we'll be protesting this year. Yes, yes, so are we. Makai's doing that. He's yeah. the gardener. I yes. kill things. <laughs> I can't even keep flowers pretty. Yeah, so we uh, we all we're, we're all in prep club, but we don't talk about it. Yeah, you know that's uh, right. Got first rule of growing. Yeah, we got chickens. Growing. I yeah. know I chickens. don't kill animals, so I am taking care of the chickens. And this is my first time ever having chickens. Wow, that's it's cool. It's really awesome. We're, I love it. I grew up with chickens, eighty-four thousand at a time. Oh Oof. my gosh! Five times a year. I don't like chickens. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I grew up across the across. Well, I grew up in Michigan, and across the uh, the street from my parents' house was a state park where they used to put take pheasants. So they were hand-fed pheasants that were all fattened up in a, uh, on a farm and then released into the wild to be hunted. Mm. They would literally land on my front porch <laughs> and be like, where's my food? And I would be like, I have a hatchet. Sorry. 84,000 chickens. That would 80, produce a lot of eggs yeah. for my no, shop. No, no, that's a lot of fertilizer, fryers. too. Oh, they were fryers. Okay. Fryers, yeah. You, so you can't do five batches of egg layers a year. So No, no, 84,000. So, yeah, so there were fryers, and they were just, yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot yeah, of fertilizer. Was, that was just under 500,000 birds a year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that was like a little corner shop yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, corner shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It keep you busy. We're getting waved So we've here. got, we've got, uh, we're getting our time down here and we're going to be wrapping up soon. And this thing won't stop moving on me. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so we appreciate you guys coming and, uh, and being here. And we just like to say that uh, as we've, we've talked about, we talked about some election stuff. Uh, we talked about how the state is affecting businesses and whether or not we, ex and our predictions on, on masking and that kind of stuff is coming back. Um, we didn't read Jen's uh, sweatshirt though. We, need, we did not we did read our, the, we need our uh, uh, we, listeners to know what the back of her shirt so, says. So Jen's, Jen's sweatshirt is saying the don't give a rip fellowship on the front and yep. on the back. We have the, the fruit of the spirit is essential. So grow up hair. These are available at the River Church. That's right. <laughs> we're, we're totally And all of our that. listeners need I'm, to be planning to grow up hair so that yes. they can Amen. Uh, resist. We, Amen. We, we are uh, not interested anymore in uh, raising large children because that's, there's such a preponderance of that right now. Um, we, need, we need adults in the room. 
Yeah. We need lots of adults who are willing to make the decision we need to be an adult. Individuals. Uh, and this is not this is not something that we're going to fix unless you are actually willing to work at it. There is no free ride here. There is no uh, there's no sacrifice. Uh, or I should say there's going to be sacrifice required in order to do this. Do you remember what Dr. Um, Frank said yeah. at the end of his thing there? Uh, no, remind me. He said, there's no one coming to save you. Yes, That's this right. is true. We, we are the saviors. Yep. There are no saviors for us except for uh, Jesus Christ. Yep. And that is, he's the only savior. So if you're looking to a politician, if you're looking to some leadership, if you're looking to some NGO or some charity or something else that is going to save you, you are looking Not in the wrong happen. place. You need to look in the mirror yep. mm -hmm. because that is where you're going to and find stand on your convictions yes. and have integrity and not be sucked into that social acceptance or social approval mm -hmm. uh, that you're looking for God's approval yep. and what he says um, and care about our, our character more than our reputation. Yes. Good your, word. your reputation is only, uh, you know, so good, but at the same time, uh, your principles are what's, are what it will get you through and will actually make the difference in the long run. Yeah. So. Yes. And without principles, you have no character. Yeah. And we get our <laughs> principles from the word. Yes. I really love yes, what Pastor do. Lou said last week is that the church has become word anemic. Yes. And yes. that was so powerful. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Amen. So on we that, need Jen. the word yes. and that's the where word, we get our principles. The word is where we, uh, the, where we get our answer, our answer. Thank you. We're finishing sentences now. Wow, good job. <laughs> All right. Corey's giving us the high side here. So we're Is that like 20 seconds? Up. <laughs> yeah, so I am uh, retired Lieutenant Colonel Joel Pulaski. This is Jen Jacobson to my right. Beloved Cheesecake. Val Cooper. Cooper from... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of laughing. And Val Cooper uh, from the River Church. And we appreciate you listening in today. And you all go have a blessed day. Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend. Remember that your loved ones. episode. Thank and you. And if you're interested in connecting with a community of like-minded people, please go Are to we our off? website at www.therivernorthwest.com, Facebook, or download our TRC smartphone app from the Apple app or Google Play stores. If you like what you've been hearing today, I encourage you to go to wherever you're listening to this and leave us a review so we can make the show even better for you. Thank you for listening. And as always, speak the truth in love.